0: This is the Health Nexus podcast powered by Jefferson Health. Each episode, you'll hear stories of the people, the culture, the happenings of this growing organization. Our stories told our way. I'm Gianna DiMedio, and today I talk with someone who you may or may not know, but who is key in the future of Jefferson. It's no secret, Jefferson has seen a vast amount of growth in the past few years. All you have to do is look at the headlines.
1: Jefferson Health forms as merger with Abington closes.
0: Merger mania resumes. Jefferson and Aria sign definitive agreement.
1: Thomas Jefferson and Philadelphia universities to combine in 2017.
0: Kennedy Health, now Jefferson, under hospital
1: merger. Another Philadelphia hospital merger. McGee Rehab joins Jefferson.
0: Jefferson and Einstein merger would create a massive 18 hospital system.
1: Jefferson exploring potential purchase of Fox Chase Cancer Center. Has it been too much, too fast? Well, first I'd say you have to define Jefferson, and Jefferson has not been the same organization for a consecutive 12 months in the last five years. So it's a little hard to say we're growing too fast when we are a continuously evolving organization.
0: That's Dr. Bruce Meyer, the president of Jefferson Health. He joined Jefferson in August of 2017 as the organization's clinical leader to ensure high-quality and safe patient care while enabling the successful transformation of Jefferson Health into a single integrated system.
1: It's hard for me to see that we are growing too fast. We're growing to serve our community in an appropriate way. If our goal is to truly serve our community in a robust way, we have to have a presence geographically across our entire community.
0: But before we go into Dr. Meyer's plan for Jefferson, let's look at who Dr. Meyer is. He's an OBGYN by trade. His practice focused on multiple gestations and high-risk pregnancies. He's delivered a set of septuplets, sextuplets, and somewhere north of 400 sets of triplets. He transitioned into the administrative side of healthcare and has held senior executive titles at various hospital systems and organizations around the country. Most recently, he was at UT Southwestern Medical Center. But he's got other titles, too. Loving Husband and Father. I talked with him about that on a recent visit to his office, where pictures of his family adorn the shelves.
1: I have lots of pictures from various stages of family life. Probably the most recent one is this one over here. Okay. So this has our uh, five biologic kids and uh, one of our adopted children. And then this is actually our Christmas card from this year, which has our other adopted child. So five biological children
0: and two adopted children, so you have seven children. Correct. And then I heard there's some dogs in your house as well.
1: Yeah, we have um, we have four dogs. It's just my wife's theory is that you should always have a dog a couple of years before you think you're gonna lose a dog,
0: because
1: mm-hmm. they're pack animals and they should have their own pack besides us.
0: Well, it seems like you have quite a pack.
1: Yeah, we have created our own pack. Uh, that's my argument with hers. We don't need that many dogs, so we have children, but <laughs> Uh, it's a different life experience for the kids.
0: And then is this a photo of your wife right here?
1: So this is my wife and I. this is pre-children. so this is 32 years. In a ago? much calmer time of life. In a much I guess. calmer time of life, fewer wrinkles and <laughs> uh, and much I wouldn't say much less stress. It was just a different kind of stress.
0: But stress did hit hard on their lives almost nineteen years ago when Dr. Meyer's wife was diagnosed with fibrosarcoma of the hand. Despite beating the odds of a cancer that had a 50% chance of five-year survival, the disease threatened her livelihood as a surgeon. She underwent a radical ray amputation to remove a tendon and a finger on her dominant hand.
1: In an odd way, has turned out to be a blessing in our family. She retired because she couldn't operate anymore. The experience
0: as a patient and family member navigating the healthcare system had an impact on Dr. Meyer's view of what needed to be changed in the system, specifically, the waste.
1: It's really hard to figure out um, which doctor you should see. It's hard to then get an appointment with that doctor. And then because that doctor needs records and needs imaging and needs other pieces of information, laboratory, et cetera, you either have to know ahead of time that you've got to gather all that stuff or you wind up with multiple extra visits because you come, they see you, mm-hmm. and then they say, well, I need the imaging from X and Y or I need your laboratory from A and B. And then you gotta go and find those things. It's part of why we're pushing so heavily and investing so heavily in a single electronic medical record. So people don't have to tell their story multiple times. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to go find imaging results and you don't have to go find laboratory results.
0: And compassion for the patient and family experience.
1: You know, it's so critical to understand that we're actually caring for a human being, not a disease. Mm -hmm. And that human being has a family and a community And when people become ill, especially seriously ill, that it's not just their life that is disrupted. It's their whole family's life, and it's their whole community that they interact with routinely. All those lives are disrupted and changed.
0: He's actively published research, including studies in the New England Journal of Medicine. That research further contributed to his belief in the importance and emphasis on the patient experience and how that has a direct impact on outcomes.
1: The bulk of my research was really looking at psychosocial effects on pregnancy outcome for high-risk and low-risk women. And the short derivative of that would be to say that the outcomes are better for high-risk pregnant women when they think that their care provider is optimistic about their outcome. And the lesson there really is that the way that we interact with patients and families has a profound effect, actual effects on their outcome. So the experience of care becomes an important part of the actual outcome of the care. And so focusing on the patient and family experience becomes critically important.
0: One of Dr. Meyer's primary goals for Jefferson is to implement high reliability, or consistency, across the Jefferson Health enterprise. That way, patients know they can expect the same experience of care quality, safety, and outcomes wherever they see a Jefferson
1: provider. We can't say to our community, hey, you know, we have great care over here and some okay care over there, and we find it acceptable. That's just not acceptable. We have to say, we're gonna meet these standards everywhere we are, and we should set the bar high because that's what we expect out of ourselves. I don't think anybody comes to work every day at Jefferson Health and says, I'd like to do a really average job today. And find that, like, that's okay. So the key there is to say, what are those standards and what are the metrics by which we measure and how do we scrutinize and what are the uh, processes by which we look at our outcomes and determine and say, yes, we've met the standard or no, we haven't. And here's the corrective action in order to get there.
0: At Jefferson, we are our own community and more than 30,000 employees strong. Dr. Meyer knows that in order to achieve great things, it starts at home he sees opportunity to bring the innovative nature of our organization inward, with new ideas addressing employee wellness, like buttons on badges that can alert security of a safety issue or 24-7 diabetes trackers.
1: We have to think about how we innovate to take better care of people on a daily basis. How do we innovate to provide a culture for our, our internal family, our employees, that allows them to be resilient in the face of stress? That, to me, that's innovation in the same way that something you infuse and measure and find a, a new treatment. Those are both innovations. So part of the initiatives we're doing now is to work with our employees to say, please identify the things you think that are inefficient, that make no sense, that don't add value for your job or for the experience of patients or families. Let's identify those things and let's eliminate them as opposed to, well, we do that because that's a protocol or a policy, or that's the way we've always done it. Something
0: that was implemented years ago. Right. We get into
1: habits. We get into habits. And it's not that habits are necessarily bad, but they need to be re-examined regularly to understand whether, in fact, they're the state of the art.
0: As Jefferson continues down the path of integration and healthcare transformation, Dr. Meyer has some questions that you should ask yourselves each day when
1: you come to work. What can I do to make the life of my colleagues, their professional life better? What can I do to make the experience of my patients? And what should I stop doing that I'm currently doing? What are the stupid things, for lack of a better term, that are just part of the job? And why am I still doing them? And is there a way for me to fix that?
0: Visit thehealthnexus.org to listen to more episodes of the Health Nexus podcast and to read more from Jefferson Health. There are first-person commentaries from staff and patients, helpful tips for healthy living, and information about the research and innovation coming from our experts. The spot for Jefferson employees to continue the conversation is on myjeffhub.jefferson.edu. Production support for this podcast is provided by Baker Sound Studios in Philadelphia. I'm Gianna DiMedio. Thanks for listening.